Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt the Hammer Givanisi, and we have a very special guest on the show instead of the normal episode I do with Andrew. Joining me is the founder of ChannelFuel.co and the co founder of VidPro.com, Tom Martin. Hi, Tom. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. Did um, I get those things right? The, those are yes, the two things yeah, you want yeah, to promote? Yeah, yeah, okay, good. yeah. Let's... Very well promoted. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I am a I am a member of VidPro, and I've learned a shit ton from that. In fact, like I I did um like I've obviously getting super into YouTube SEO, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's mostly, in fact, probably 100 percent from that course. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that the keyword research part of the well that's like yeah i mean that's that's, that's pretty really intense, yeah it is intense but i'm used to that you know for regular you know google seo and it's this is like it's sort of this it's similar in the research but there's it's obviously different like the keywords act differently they don't have like oh there's a difficulty rate oh i guess there is a difficulty rating with vid pro yeah right? the, the foundations are the same it's just how you execute on targeting those keywords i'd say that are slightly different but the yeah. foundations are the same you're looking for high volume low competition mm-hmm. keywords and then optimizing quote unquote on page right that. that's what i that's what i say it's like it each YouTube video has its own like set of on-page SEO things that you yeah. can manipulate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I learned keyword research for when I started my blog mm-hmm. many moons ago mm-hmm. um, before I ever did a, a hint of keyword research on YouTube. So the foundations are definitely the same. Similar. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, obviously they're run by the same company. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. The principles, yeah, should be the same. So yeah. So today we are going to talk about growing a YouTube channel, specifically YouTube SEO. Uh, but before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, so we're talking about uh, building and growing a YouTube channel. And I've been focusing on it with Swim University specifically because uh, Swim University, uh, we're in peak season. You know, we're getting a ton of traffic. We're getting a ton of views. I'm like, just my, I mean, I'm like laser focused on it right now. I did for all of June. And like I said earlier, you know, your course has been kind of pivotal in that whole thing. And I want to bring you on 
to talk about it specific. Like I, I, I have so many questions. I just yeah, have cool. so many questions. I don't want to get, I don't want, you know, you don't have to give away your entire course material, which there is so much. It's like, and it's only, that's just the beginning too. You're just getting started with that, right? Yeah. So that's, so that it was originally conceived as a single course, which we're now mm-hmm. turning into a, um, or have turned into a membership site where we'll basically deliver many, many courses, including mm-hmm. like the business of YouTube. So my, my partner on that is Chris Sharp. Uh, who is the brains behind uh, Yoga with Adrian, which is a, the world's largest yoga channel and a, a ridiculous beast of a business in itself yes. as well. It's incredible. It's an absolute juggernaut. Uh, five million subscribers on YouTube. So he's kind of my partner on that. And so he's going to be talking about the business side of YouTube as well, which is even I'm cool. just like salivating at learning some of that stuff. So, Well, yeah, when I tell people, so I, I forget who I was, I was like, oh, I'm learning from Tom. I'm learning from you. And I'm and so he I was like, oh yeah. And Tom, you know, started a web uh, started a uh this course with this guy, Chris Sharp, who um I'm like, he runs this uh channel called uh Yoga with Adrian. Everyone's like literally everybody that I've said yeah. that to is like, oh my god, I know what the fuck that is. Yeah, everyone knows like, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And so, but you also have when it comes to YouTube, a very um how do I want to put this? A very uh, rich background in it. Yeah, I've got a good track record. Good uh, track record. Like when I, I, so I didn't know. I mean, I, I so when I we first met, we met in person at VidCon a few years back. Yeah, and I think at the time you had said that you had worked for the BBC. Is that correct? I, w- I was working for the BBC at that time. Yeah, at that time and doing what specifically? So I was running their network of YouTube channels. Uh, so like the official Top Gear channel, Doctor Who. Sherlock with the David Attenborough stuff. If you remember that really cool viral video where the, uh, the snakes were chasing that lizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was, that was me and my, me and my mate, Ollie, uh, who, uh, putting that up. So yeah, really? just living that all day, every day, you know, publishing like 30 videos a week for five years. So that, and that was, was that because in the course you talk about, um, Mr. Bean being one of the channels that you ran was that with the BBC or is that no? Different? So that was the next company that I joined, which was called uh, Endemol, who are like the world's largest uh, independent production company. So I was running, I was their head of audience development, which for non-industry people basically means uh, YouTube and uh, social media. So I was in charge of their okay their global YouTube strategy, social media strategy. And like Mr. Bean is just a ridiculous behemoth as well. It was yeah. one of the, um, it was just outside the top 10 most liked Facebook pages in the world. It had like, when I really? was there, yeah, it was like 80 million followers. So we were taken over, like we took over, <laughs> I think we took over Justin Bieber or we took over Taylor Swift and like Manchester Dude, that's United. Con- that's, an, that's an amazing yeah, so, the fact that Mr. Bean is more popular than Justin Bieber. Yeah, it was like gives taking me, o- gives me hope for him. humanity. Yeah, it was taking mean? over like Manchester United and uh, Bob Marley, and uh, wow. so I, I was I was also in charge of the video strategy for that as well, and we made a lot of money. Uh, How did you get into that? What did you do before that? Into that specific job? Or- yeah, like it, like when you worked for the BBC and 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 then this other company doing specifically YouTube and and social media. Like, did you, I mean, obviously no one gets a degree in that and then goes, oh, I'm getting a job doing, you know. That. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd looked after the YouTube channels for the BBC for five years. So 
So you just and that happened like when you so when you first got hired at the BBC. Oh yeah, that, you that, weren't doing that, right? No, I totally blagged it. It's a really interesting, uh, really interesting. Well, I think it's a really interesting story. So I'd, I'd actually already worked at the BBC for five years in a different department, mm-hmm. uh, and I was in their sales team, basically um, selling BBC content to other digital platforms. So like the Russian equivalent of Netflix and got it. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I knew the catalog really well, but I, I hated every day of it. I worked in sales for mm. five years, hated every single day of it, apart from the day that we got paid our commission. Um, so I was absolutely just ready to leave. I just got my bonus, ready to leave. And I just thought I'd like browse the internal job page. And there was a, a job in a YouTube team. And uh, an old friend of mine was actually doing the job and she was about to leave. Um, but I had zero experience um, of YouTube. But I managed to get an interview Totally, uh-huh. totally blagged it. Um, got to a second interview where I had to do a presentation. Absolutely smashed it. I'm really good at interviews. <laughs> That's good. Not, not podcast interviews. I'm really good at no, job interviews. But you mean, yeah, job interviews. Yeah, job interviews. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'd never uploaded a video to YouTube in my life. Um, nice. The first video I ever uploaded to YouTube was the day before my first interview. I took a video on my Nokia. This is how old it was. Uh of the back of my hand, just like moving my fingers and then Mm -hmm. uploaded like five seconds and just uploaded it to YouTube just in case they tested me what buttons I needed to press. Cause I literally, I literally did not know what buttons you had to press. Yeah. I would not know if they put me on the spot and said, upload this. I thought I need to. (laughs) Um, so I, that would I, I, be one thing I would never think to test either. Like, oh, you know YouTube so well, upload a video. Like, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's like that should be the first test. Wow. Um, but I knew I knew the BBC catalog of titles really well because I'd been selling them for five years. I knew everyone in every de- department that I'd be working with, so I knew the legal department and the operations department. Okay, yeah. And the guy in the post room. Uh, so I managed to get the job, learn the buttons properly within the first two weeks and then really i've been working every day since then to kind of master the platform like right most, mostly self-taught and what's interesting i think being in that position to learn like you when you do something on youtube using their content meaning the bbc's content i would imagine that you're seeing really instant results like instant data points coming in right so you're seeing like oh if i change this you know, variable, holy sh! Because it's like it's already kind of built in that it's going to get views, right? Because yeah, I'm sure people are searching for you know clips of whatever, and obviously, you know, I would assume that YouTube sort of favors content from trusted networks. Yeah, absolutely. Right, like what there was, this, I know, which is an issue with um, you know, the the talk, the late night talk show hosts are getting all these. They're like trending. Like, why are they yeah. trending? They shouldn't be trending, right? Um. Yeah, but, so I, I could make a change to like a thumbnail. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that, let's take an example from the Top Gear channel, which was at the time uh, I got it into like the top 100 YouTube channels in the world of like most subscribed channels, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, and like we were going back and cleaning up old videos and there was an eight minute long video that wasn't that in, that interesting. But at the very end, there was a really cool part where there was like a big crash Mm-hmm. Um, so I changed like the hook of the video to, to concentrate mainly on that crash, changed the thumbnail to highlight that crash. And it went from, then this video had been up probably 
at least two years already. And it was already getting maybe like 25,000 views a month. Yeah. And then like the next day it got like half a million views. Wow. It was, it was two years old. We did nothing more to promote it other than change the thumbnail. And this was back in like 2013. So again, this is different times, but sure. You know, sure. but yeah, instant, instant feedback. Instant with a feedback. Change like and, that. and when you started there, did they have YouTube channels or did you start the YouTube channels for a lot of these shows? Yeah. So they had some, um, the okay. top gear channel already existed that had like 750,000 subs after a few years. Um, yeah. a year later, I, I took it to um, 3.5 million in my first 12 months with like no, no experience, which is, which I thought I would like would go on my gravestone. But um, <laughs> the stuff that I've done with Mr. Bean is kind of eclipsed that. Uh, wow. Really? Uh, yeah. And, it, and, and it's not, it, and would you say, you know, taking those examples, even Mr. Bean, would you say that is not just a direct result of it is a well-established brand that, and, Plus uploading more videos equals more subscribers. Like you, you wouldn't, that's not the only two variables in the equation. Yeah, no, definitely. Because like, for example, the Mr. Bean channel had been around for at least seven to eight years. Oh, wow. When when I took over. Um, And um, so I came to the company in like March, April. Um, In January, it had uh, 10 million views, which was its lowest amount of views for say five, six years. And that's total of the whole channel. Yeah. Um, in about April, I got it up to about 25 million and you can check this out. This is all, you can get the public graphs on social blade and stuff. Um, and then on my first day, it was a horror show of a first day. They told me that I needed to do a five year forecast. Um, and I forecasted that I could double the amount of views on Mr. Bean, by the end of the year and they were like are you sure you want to put this in a forecast i'm like yeah i think i can do it you know yeah <laughs> very confident well like the double is, the amount of total views on the whole channel in one no year. no sorry that double the monthly views. so i take it from oh. 25 million a month to 50 million a month oh that's well yeah uh, that sounds even more impressive um and so i was kind of confident but at the same time you know i'd worked in a very limited company where i you know, and there was a part of me that was thinking, is this repeatable? You know, right. have I just, have I been lucky? Does this, is this a system that works or is it that I'm working with Doctor Who and, you know, people love Doctor Who. So, yeah, so it was, it was pretty, Mr. Bean was pretty much at its lowest point for about six, seven years. Uh, and then by the end of the calendar year, we were doing uh, over a hundred million views a month. Uh, wow. So you more than, yeah, but it's, but it's doubled it. Yeah, by the time I left, we were doing about 150 million views a month. I'd also launched a second Mr. Bean channel which from scratch that got to a million subscribers within 12 months. And there was another wow. Mr. Bean channel that was kind of doing about half a million views a month. Um, and that was went on to do like 20 million views a month. Well, what's crazy about that is like you in that 12 months, do you did you did you upload new videos or is this just like classic yes. oh, Mr. Yes. content? Yeah. Oh no, no. So it was, it was, we were publishing new videos at new URLs, but it wasn't new content. It was oh. all, it was all, it was all repackaged stuff that was either already on our own channels somewhere else, or it was on uh, fan uploaded channels because we were making money from fan uploads as well. 
So which I is a whole realize, no, which is a whole other industry. <laughs> That's yeah, a whole right, other right. I mean, like I, so I'm like a huge fan of Mr. Bean, and I did not know that there was a cartoon. Yeah, until, until I took your course. Yeah, <laughs> I was the, like the cartoon oh, is ridiculously popular and they i mean they play that in britain right that that's like a fucking that's like yeah yeah it's it's on it's on like terrestrial tv and cable tv and it's on netflix and amazon and it is yeah oh that probably i don't i'm so surprised that i did not know that being like it's probably on netflix and amazon in the states as well really shit i gotta watch that Cause it's like, I mean, I like, I owned, I owned Mr. Bean like shows on DVD as a kid. Yeah. yeah and like, obviously saw the, saw the movie when it came out, you know, here, but, uh, and there's only like 14 episodes or 12 episodes. It's crazy. But, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I thought it was like a long running thing. I'm like, <laughs> no. How long has this been going on? Oh, so yeah. it was like a short lived thing. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So, so the whole, the whole point of this is not for me to say that, oh, look how good I am. It's to say that these yeah. channels were not performing that way until i came along and implemented my systems and stuff your your optimization yeah. you know f- workflow so that's this is really what you know you're selling with your course and this is sort of what i am taking and running with because there is no i mean this is like i, I think it's very similar to um i mean i think that that's what sells right that what sells is you know anybody can use a tool like youtube um anybody can use a tool like asana but you know you and i have developed our own workflows and systems that you know work for these tools and that that is what you're really selling is you're selling the you know what you've developed over what five years of working at the bbc uploading youtube videos and then how many years that you worked over at mr bean and or that or that particular production company you obviously had many many years to refine what it is what it is that works and what what it is that doesn't work that's it i'm not yeah, and what's crazy is too, like to, to to even like blow smoke up your ass even more uh, is is you is you are doing this on entertainment channels, right? So like that's what's crazy to me is like I, I'm looking at um, YouTube uh, SEO and specifically keyword research, and I'm like, oh, of course, how to stuff makes sense. Like you know, it, it's very easy to rank for, but, but like when you talk about keywords how does that work for mr bean it's like people like what are they they're not searching for like guy blows his nose and and you know no there is a huge amount of search traffic for people that are searching for like mr bean mr bean full episodes mr bean cartoon animated mr bean mr bean funny clip that kind of stuff yeah and they just weren't finding the actual mr bean channel all right, so let me take a step back and we'll, we'll do okay. like the 30,000 foot view. So to okay. me, the job of a YouTube channel manager, whether it's your channel or somebody else's, uh-huh. is not to say, how can we get as many people to watch this video that I'm about to publish as possible? The job of a YouTube channel manager is to say, how can I create a system where when someone watches one of our videos, they then watch six of our videos, mainly because we're dominating that suggested sidebar. So, oh. so we're not just optimizing a video, uh, as a single video We're like we did with the crash, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's, that, crash. that works well there, but really the money is in optimizing your whole channel and your whole back catalog in a way it, it just creates a like wormhole where you're not going to like match channel. Then I'm going over to Tom's channel, then to Caleb's channel, then to Pat's channel. It's right. You land on one of my videos. You're not leaving for another two hours. 
Right, and that is what YouTube wants. They that's want what that YouTube watch wants, time. and that's good for us as well because we're getting more views on our videos. We're serving more ads. We're able okay. to sell more products if that's what we're looking to do. All right, let's. Um, if you don't mind, um, I'd like to. That 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 sort of like I think leads into my selfish ask, which yeah. is, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I I actually did not know that. I'm thinking like, like I didn't know that that was the goal. And I had asked you in the forums, I was like, I think it was you or, or Chris. I was like, what is the KPI that I need to be focused on? Like laser focused yeah. on when it comes to growing my YouTube channel and making more income, because I've noticed on my channel and I, and I don't know if this is crazy to you, but like my CPM I think is incredibly high. It's $10. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So on, uh, I won't give you the exact channel that I'm talking about, but on similar channels, entertainment channels, I've seen CPMs of sub $1. Okay. So, and that's, and that makes, so I, so I was talking to Thomas, Thomas Frank, and I was saying like, I told him that he goes, oh, that makes sense. I mean, your channel is, they know who's watching it. So they know yeah. what the, what the age range and the, and you like, well, how much money, how affluent they are. Like they, and I guess who's, who's buying ads to serve to those people. So like, because of your channel, that makes sense. And I was like, oh, okay. I just did. I thought I was doing something right. And it's like, no, it's just your, your specific niche. I think that's. Yeah. That's and also that. I'm assuming a lot of your views are coming from UK, USA, Australia, mm-hmm. Canada, which yeah. are the highest CPM markets as well. Okay. Yeah. It's like a hundred, it's almost like a hundred percent, um, USA, UK and Australia. Yeah. So and Canada, a little bit Canada. Yeah. So all the big English yeah, speaking markets ones. are the biggest CPMs. Right. And also if you think about from, if you look at it from an advertiser's point of view, if I'm advertising my pool cleaning robot, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to want eyeballs that are watching pool videos. So right, it's, it's really easy for an advertiser to come and, target you and also there's not a huge amount of competition from what you've said so Mm -hmm. there's less inventory to go around so the bids are going to go up because a lot of those yeah a lot of those um ads are bought in the auction so 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 you can take uh and what you're saying is you can take an existing channel that already has videos i mean like money lab has videos swim university has videos like i could take those channels and do work because like the I think the biggest issue that I can't get my head around is the fact that I can't re-upload videos, right? Like I just can't not directly, but sure, uh, I can't uh, replace the view. But but all right, so like how Okay, guess, so you're you're saying you can't replace a video and keep the URL and the the likes and the comments and the views. Right. And I but I don't but but maybe I'm crazy for thinking that I needed to do that. It's technically possible. Uh, if you've got a legal reason, YouTube don't like to advertise that fact and you need okay. someone high up in YouTube that's going to help you. But no, yeah, you're not going to do that. But okay. you can, what you can do is say, you know, um, how to increase the alkaline level in your pool 2019. Right. In the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Right. Or, no, or make the new, make the video again for 2019. Oh, okay. So you will, it's- you, you know, you just like, yeah, so it's not like on WordPress where you can republish under the same URL, but yes. you can you can create that video again and just make a better version of it. If you're okay. if the re- so, what would be the reason that you would want to replace it because it's just old? Yeah, just old or like um, one of the biggest reasons is you know I I um, 
I don't know. I'm not sure if I saw this on your channel or not, but I, I, um, I've never used an end card in my life. Yeah. Until the very last video that I just uploaded has an end card with like, cause I think that that's what you're saying is the goal is to keep people kind of on your channel and keep yeah. them moving through your channel and your videos. And so the, the in my brain, the first, there's a few ways that you could do that and correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm missing something, but one is the end card, which is built into YouTube where you can add um, two or th four different videos that people can like kind of skip to the next, like go to the, ne here's the next video to watch. And there's a few options there where, you know, you can choose the video or, or YouTube can choose it for you. Um, and then cards, right? Yeah. Within the video itself. Yeah. Right. And then that's all I know. <laughs> so, so I just decided to do cards on my last video. And so I kind of like wish I could go back and like add that into each video at the end so that I could so create you, that wormhole. You can, you can okay. go and add those on to old videos. Uh, they, oh, sure, but it, they yeah. might not look as neatly placed yeah. as they are. But yep. what I would say is going forward, because I actually had a little look at your channel today okay. and took some notes. So what I would say is, so you've got a kind of, you've got a sign off where you say, go to swimuniversity.com. Yeah. There's the handbook, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you, you finish and then there's like a graphical end card yep. where it's like, it physically like it's burned in it says like next it's not like you saying like go and watch this video so right. what i would say is take it to the next level if you really want people to click is to say if you found that useful you're really going to find this video useful where i talk about how to get your acidity levels up right because they just watched that i don't know they watched a related video right but you as a human in vision point into a space on a screen, which you're going to fill up with a clickable widget is going to right. get a much better click through rate. Um, because you've already wrapped up, you've already made it clear that the video has ended. So a lot of people are going to abandon by the point that that right. end card gets on anyway. Um, so generally I'd say for the best click through rate, you want to be at the scripting stage or wherever you put your bullets together for, mm -hmm. um, however you present your videos, you want to say, what is the next most relevant video to this? What makes the most sense in a user's journey? What would be, if I could control what came up on that autoplay, what would it be? And then you right. want to, you want to physically say, here's the next video in this series, or here's why you need to watch this video. Yeah. Or you could just say something general, like if you want more pool maintenance tips, there's a playlist here and you got that, it. Okay. That, and that then kind of stuff. And then, yeah, start to reference the description, you know, hey, there's a link in the description yeah. below or, you know, what about cards that they do? I feel like they don't really work that well because I don't I've never clicked a card in my life. I think I've probably clicked on a poll card before, but that's in, okay. like a, in a hobby niche. It was like a sports, yeah. a sports one before. Makes sense. But it's good if you're referencing an old uh, uh, previous video, you might say you can click on the card to check that out video. Yeah. Um, what I noticed for you is that you've got like um, the little lower third swimuniversity.com like slash handbook. Yeah. Instead of that, what I would do is have that on a card and have mm -hmm. that clickable. Um, mm -hmm. So I can so do both, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. back it up. But again, if you yeah. want, the, if you actually want the click, you point it into something that's clickable yeah, he's going to get a better click through rate than someone like pausing the video, looking at the URL and typing it into your URL bar. 
Right. Because um, they used to have annotations, and is that not a thing anymore? Now it's just end no. cards? Right. So they decommissioned those, and they've now actually deleted all of the old ones as well. So if you've got any old videos that rel- that had those in, <laughs> yeah. and you were re- relying on those, they don't work anymore. <laughs> so yeah, That you, sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really, if you, you know, it, it's just basic kind of psychology people take orders from humans and do what they're told all right so click point to something that is actually clickable if you actually want to click so going forward i should not i should end my videos with ways for them to watch more videos yeah well and maybe i wouldn't leave it to the very very end so you're saying like comment check out the handbook oh and here's some more videos what i would say is the next part is here and also, don't forget to subscribe and like and comment because nothing is as, as it is as important as getting them to watch another video. Nothing is as okay. Nothing is as important to get them to watch another video. Yeah, in YouTube's, in YouTube's eyes. Yeah. In YouTube's eyes. Obviously, as and, a business owner, you want to get people over to swim you. So there is a balancing act there because YouTube well, will punish people for ending too many YouTube sessions. Really. Yeah, so like Facebook doesn't want people to leave Facebook. YouTube doesn't want people to leave leave YouTube because they make money by getting people to watch more videos and collecting more data. So oh, if, if, yeah. if if I'm YouTube and I'm saying, okay, Matt's the guy for swimming, swimming pool and huh. hot tub care, I'm yeah. going to send you 10,000 people every day. But yeah. if I notice that out of every 10,000 people that I send you, 5,000 people leave YouTube, I'm going to stop sending people to you and send people to whatever it is swimmingpool.net right right so i so i really should stop doing that because one i mean to be honest a lot of my views are coming from embedded video well so this is what i was going to say generally that would be my advice yeah you're a bit of a edge case and a a, a fascinating Uh, my whole fucking life i'm an shit. and uh it is fascinating and actually me and chris were on a call the other day talking about uh hopefully using your channel as a, as a case study one day, because it is so different in that you're getting mm. most of your traffic off of YouTube, which is absolutely right. not the norm, uh, but mm. a great, but a great, great way to not rely on YouTube's algorithm, which is a lot more fussy and right. complex, arguably than right. Google's ag- algorithm, which you already know inside out. So it makes a lot more sense for you to leverage that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm trying got- to find the blend too. I'm trying to find how can I like, all right, I feel like I've, I've mastered Google and I'm going to continue to focus on that. And we're going to continue to embed videos because I believe that embedding videos on a website helps in Google too. Cause Google's like, Oh, of course we're going to bump up the, the web, the web page that has our other business embedded yeah. into it. Right. And then it's like, well, now because I'm going to do that, it's like, fine, that's going to get done. It's already being done. I also want to start to use YouTube as a platform to gain more uh, views, subscribers, earn revenue through the um, platform. Because I'm thinking like, like, I, like I've talked about before, when I saw that $1,500 check come in the mail from YouTube, I was like, holy shit, this is like yeah. a fucking thing I've been ignoring all this time. Like, how, how dare me, Right. And yeah, I, that's and, like, I, and that's that's someone's mortgage payment, you know. Exactly. And I'm going, look, I you know, I only have 18,000 or 19,000 subscribers now, which is not I mean, that's over 
fucking 10 years. <laughs> it's like, or I started in 2013. I think that's when I uploaded my first video or maybe 2011. And I, even on like, when I do podcasts and stuff, people ask me like, what, what do I think was the catalyst to the, to growing some you? I always say video. And yet I mm -hmm. completely fucking stopped, you know? And it was like, okay. And now I'm getting back into it. And I'm just like, man, this is what I should be doing. Like, this is what has always been, always worked for me. And I've, and now that I'm in, now that I know there's an entire like strat YouTube SEO strategy, I'm just like, well, now there's like another reason, like, not only is it like, do I have to make the videos good? Sure. But now there's like a whole optimization thing that I'm like, that's really interesting because can I take my 70 video channel and go back through the catalog and really amp shit up? Yes. And you can definitely do you that. Can. Uh, you yeah. can definitely pimp up old videos. Um, so for example, one of the big reasons that I put a lot of the success down on Mr. Bean is that we went back and we optimized a thousand videos by hand. Oh my no, God. No automation tools, just me and my junior sitting there going Two through one book. Yep. Oh, well, and he did 90% of it. Okay. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what are some of the things that you did that like, or I, yeah, I mean, I like again. I don't want to, you know, you don't have to give away your whole course, but, but like, uh, there's uh, the, everything that's in the course is out in the public domain from me yeah, somewhere, the, just not in so much detail. So I'm not, I'm happy to give away okay. everything. So, so, um, so one, you had said like uh, the biggest question that I have was like, what is my K, what is my KPI? And my KPI is really just keeping people watching more of my videos, and and I guess that that would be for like, long, yeah, more videos and each longer. individual video for longer. Um, so let's, let's, I guess let's start there because, um, I feel like going back through old videos, like, well, whatever, you can only do so much, but if I'm going to be making videos going forward, like I need to have these things in my head before I actually make those. Yeah. And so you mentioned, yeah, getting people to watch other videos through like being on screen and saying, Hey, if you want more information on chlorine, I have these, this video here and this video here, and they should be clickable. Um, cards can, I can also do that within videos too, but I worry that if I have a, if I say, and I've done this before where I'm like, I talk about solar covers and I'm like, oh, we have a whole video on that. If you want to go watch that. And I, it's like in the middle of a video and I point up and a card slides out. Well, doesn't yeah. that, I mean, that does keep people on YouTube, but it stops the, so them from watching the current video. Most Pop of the time that's going to pop up in a secondary window. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so they can probably jump back and finish what they're watching. And they've like got that as a placeholder. Alternatively, let's say that the first video is seven minutes long and the second the second video that you point to is seven minutes long. If they only watch that first video, you might get seven minutes. You might not. You yeah. might get five minutes. But if they watch three minutes of the first video, then click, then watch five minutes, then you've got eight minutes. Mm. And then if they go to another one and another one and another one. So uh, total watch time is important. Yeah. And session time. Session so session time is when one person watches multiple videos. Yes. Okay. Um, I always watch time was always a confusing KPI for me because I'm just like, well, isn't that just doesn't that just mean like uploading more videos that are longer? No. So it's I would say it's not that what so it it isn't important to get as many watch time minutes total for the channel. That's just a good. Yeah. Who yeah, doesn't want more minutes watched? But sure. what it is, is what is the average view duration on one of your videos? And what is the average view percentage on one of your videos? So, okay. If, you know, what, you know, 
almost certainly every channel that I audit, that's what, you know, that's my kind of bread and butter as a consultant is to say, you know, how can I improve my YouTube channel? 90% of it is going to be, or 90% of the channels that I work with, it's going to be, well, we need to double your average view watched watch minutes and we need to get your watch percentage to at least 50 percent is that the number 50 percent is pretty much like that's good yeah 50 percent is good below 40 to 50 you need to do some tweaks below 40 not great if you're anywhere below 35 you're in deep trouble okay and if you can get to like 60 70 your upper echelon definitely how, what do you, what do you think a creator could do to get into the high seventies? Um, what are some of the, yeah. What are some of the, so it's, it's really, it's kind of like a catch 22 because you know, the, the instinct is to say, Oh, well, let's just make, let's make, let's stop making five minute videos and make 10 minute videos. Sure. But if the 10 minute videos are just flabby, yeah, then it's counterproductive. So you need to extend the length without hurting the retention percentage. So you've got to keep it interesting. You've got to keep it snappy. You've got to keep intro short, outro mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's got to be like super on topic, but also engaging, entertaining at the same time. There's going to be some things where you're going to see horrible, horrible videos, but they deliver the answer to the question. So if it's like, how do I, how do I make a animation in ScreenFlow? Yeah. Um, it might be a horribly made video, but if it answers their questions, they're going to sit there for 20 minutes and watch it. Um, so there is no easy answer. Um, right. In, in the, even in the entertainment space too, that's like, yeah. how do you measure that? So like, for like, for, well, you know, in a, for me on something like, Mr. Bean or whatever it is, a TV show channel. Yeah. It's easy because I say, you know what? I'm going to stop um, publishing three minute clips and I'm going to start publishing 10, 20, 30 minute full episodes. And then once a week, I'm going to do a two hour compilation. And I've seen channels that do 10. I've seen, I've seen channels that do 10 hour compilations. I've never done one myself, but I've been tempted. Wow. Um, you know, so you might put a whole box set as one video. Whoa. And then that's when things go batshit crazy. That is really interesting. I'm just like, how do I do that? <laughs> do I take all my old uploads and just combine so, them into one? So your equivalent could be um, top 10 pool cleaning tips for beginners, which right, is a compilation just... of seven different Fuck. videos in one. That is such a good idea. But with that you is- with you kind of interstitials, keeping it relevant, adding yeah. a little bit of color commentary, whatnot. Oh my God. There's like this is one this is the stuff that's really interesting to me because it's like my brain just wants to make how to videos and then at a, at a at a certain point it becomes just the same. It's done. Like I've done the how to open a pool. I've done the how to close a pool. I've done it. It's done. It's done. I'll never have to do it again. It's like, no, actually you can re you can do that same topic multiple times in different styles of video content, right? It's like you could do a listicle version. You can do like a two hour long, like pool school deep dive version. Yeah. Like a webinar type webinar type thing. Yeah. You could do like, yeah, all, all different types 
all for the same content. And that's going to improve, I guess, the amount of videos, potentially retention and yeah, watch time. Because if you're pointing people like, hey, I did this video on uh, how to open a pool. If you want to go watch the old version, which is 20 minutes, I could point people to that because yeah, maybe there's you, something different. Or you could say, look, I hope you enjoyed this video. You found it useful. If you want to get really nerdy, I've got this two right. hour yeah. deep dive, which is like the most valuable pool video on the internet. Go and watch wow. it all. Wow. And make sure you stick around to the end, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, that, and you, you know, you might, let's say it's a two hour, two hour video. You might only get 25, 30% retention on that. Sure. I know I said before that that's really bad, but then you're looking at like a 40 minute view duration. Right. So YouTube's going to forgive you for that. Right. And you'll, cause your total watch time is going up. Yeah. And then also depending on how you feel about it, you can absolutely fill that bastard with uh, mid roll ads as well. How do you feel about that? Like, like you've watched, a, a, you know, at least one of my videos, like I have an, I'm putting my own ads in there. Do you think that that's a good move or is that sort of like, it is a good move, theor- move theoretically. Yeah. Uh, from a terms of service point of view, it's a whole nother ball game. Basically really? YouTube's terms of service. If you actually read them, they're draconian. And it basically says, if you're using this for any commercial purpose whatsoever, um, so technically, you know, you might want to look at that, but 99% of people are getting away with it every day. So right, right. It's, if they want to exercise that, they could, the likelihood of it, not huge. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I do want to pr- promote my book, but it doesn't have to be an entire commercial. Yeah. It, right. It yeah. Could just be like, Hey, when we have a book, you know, like here and there, like you just kind of throw it in yeah. as like, yeah. like color. It depends. So what you could do, you could, you could take maybe a, I know you love to experiment. So you could take 20 videos, you could inject 10 with loads of mid roll ads and 10 with a unique, uh, code to the book and say, which one's going to make me more money. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually, you know, it's, it's, I think if I just mentioned that I have a book just like really quickly. Yeah. You can just say, Oh yeah. And it's in the handbook link in the description. Right, exactly. Like I think that would be that would work just as well as me spending a minute or two kind of hard selling it. At least for my audience. So this is what I recommend is to a lot of people is to do exactly that because people that really want it are going to go and get it when you just lightly mention it, but you're not doing that really hard sell at the end yeah. to get the click off the website. So right. you're so the most people are just going to follow the journey to the next video. Which is what, yeah. Um, or the other, the other way that you do it is you do a balance of, let's say, like one in four videos. So you do like four videos, and on the full video, you do the hard sell just to keep yeah. that, just to just keep, to keep that balance in check. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's really just about the re- repetition. Like, oh, there's a book. Oh, there's a book. Oh, there's a book. Okay, there's a fucking book. I'm going to buy the book and I'll, I'll seek it out myself. I don't really need, I don't think anyone's seen my mid roll or my, you know, end of, credits and and gone oh my god i have to buy this book he sold it so well like yeah. it, that's not no one's thinking that they just need to hear it so many times and it can be in passing which so my my fear was that as soon as i start to say that ad people just stop watching they're just like i'm done and i think my audience is doesn't have the tolerance for ads the way i think younger people do i think my audience is just like you fucking sell out no way. Stop trying to sell me shit. You know, it's I 
I hear it a lot, so I know it's but true. But is that who do you hear it from? Com- I mean, yeah, not just commenters, but like I get emails all the time. I mean, oh, it's okay. people who who you know, it's these are older people who are just like they don't want it. They just don't want to hear yeah. it. They they think you're a shitty person. Whereas I think like nowadays with influencer marketing and like that, I think the, the younger generation is kind of okay with it. Yeah. You know, they're kind of just like, yeah, well, I know you got to make money, man. Like I know. Yeah. You know, whereas like adults are just like, fuck you, man. Yeah. And also those same adults, if they're thinking in that way and if they see a, an ad from YouTube, they might think that, well, that's just YouTube running those ads which is which i'm which exactly right so they're not <laughs> that's blaming not my, me. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but if i so, could, but if i pass if i just mention it like casually like, oh, i got a book go link in the description and then kind of yeah, end yeah. it there they've heard it they know it exists they didn't you know they're not and they don't get mad at me and plus that perhaps increases my the retention percentage because they're not tuning out as soon as they hear an ad as soon as they think they're hearing an ad yeah. And then it, then after that, if you do want to go with like the mid rolls, you can again test how aggressive you want to be over a certain amount of time. And then you can see, does it affect my retention rates if I put in an extra two mid rolls into a 18, 20 minute video or not? Yeah. Did you test any of this stuff? Like, were, were you doing a lot of A B testing or just kind of like, you just kind of know it works and you just um, run with it. We basically went as aggressive as, as possible. And if it didn't have a bad effect, we'd leave it. We <laughs> leave were, it, right. we were rid- ridiculously aggressive. That's good. Because the mean, thing is as well, yeah. when, you, when, you're, when you're aggressive with your ad placements and that people are leaving a lot of money on the table, mm. when you manually um, input your ad placements uh, on your videos and it is up to you, you put them where you want, um, you're not an ad is not guaranteed to be played at that point. You are saying to YouTube, here is a point at which you can serve an ad if there is one in the inventory, which is ready. So mm-hmm. even if you did one every three minutes, it doesn't mean the person's going to get served an ad every three minutes. It means right. you're giving YouTube the opportunity to serve an ad there. So what we did, we went hyper aggressive and said, let's just let YouTube optimize the experience. Yeah, uh, and we just saw a huge growth on the channel still, despite being like at the extreme end of the spectrum. And well, the you, it makes sense, right? Yeah, and then also, then you think for it. Well, the channels are still blowing up and growing, even to no this day. But the thing, it makes sense because you know YouTube seeing these videos with good watch time that yeah. have got a video every three minutes. Uh, I've got an ad served every three minutes. They're like, well, we can serve this version that's got two ads in it, or we can serve the same video. That's got 17 ads in it. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's serve, let's that serve one, this right. one, right? And um, everyone's like, we're getting free content. So yeah. what's the, yeah. And that's the thing. Cause I, I remember years back, I always thought about, oh, should we do skippable ads or non-skippable ads? And it was actually a interview that Thomas Frank did with, I think with Caleb, where he was talking about, you know, this is just a mechanic of the platform. Now people are blind to it. Yeah. You know, when I watch my kids on their iPads or whatever, they're just, they just, they zone out for the six seconds and they press yep. that button as soon as they're ready. Yeah. They don't care. Yep. Yeah. No it's, one complains. They don't, it's just, that's the payment for yep. access to the, the good stuff. So that's the same with like games too. Like the yeah. in-app games where you just like, you have to watch a commercial for like 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like whatever, man, I want to play this game and it's free. So whatever. Yeah. Which is why their premium service yeah. You know, is not a success because they've trained everyone to have free stuff. Right. <laughs> so right. then, you know. I mean, I love it. I, I have the premium service and I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I just think I'm just so blind to ads now, you know. You just, yeah. That makes I sense. still, I somehow still haven't paid for Grammarly yet, <laughs> despite the, 
how hard they're trying to target me. Right. But um, I just think um, I would be, you know, depending on your goals, I'd be a little bit, I'd, te- I'd err on the aggressive side of advertising and uh, let YouTube optimize the experience. Um, all right. So what about, you know, going back through the catalog? Um, you know, one of the, th- I really specifically want to talk about thumbnails because I think thumbnails are everything. At least I is my gut feeling about it. Cause I, I am a sucker for them personally. And I've noticed that, like, I don't know what a good click through rate is. Cause I know that's the, that's the number when it comes to, um, when it comes to thumbnails, right. That you yeah. want to pay attention to. So what do you, in your experience, like, I know this is a really hard question, but is there, is there a good CTR? I think it depends niche by yeah, niche. Um, right. Like mine kind of hovers around five. I'd say that's probably about average. average yeah. yeah. You pro- you know, I don't have enough data really to, to, yeah. to talk about it in depth, but I'd say you want to get to double figures probably. Really? Ide- ideally. Yeah. Yeah. So but the, the pro, there's a big problem with these statistics and I don't want to get too nerdy with them, but you know, they only include impressions on certain platforms and they only include when they're shown to in certain parts of YouTube. And also, you know, the stats when you first release a video, well, that's going to be seen by your subscribers. So that's going to have a higher click through rate. Right. And then it's going to be shown to different people. So that's going to have a totally different click through rate. So mm. Uh, I'd use it as a guide. I wouldn't get too hung up on the specific numbers. I would just get hung up on trying to improve it. And by improving it, so I I started watching other YouTubers literally just talking about thumbnail design Mm -hmm. because I am a designer. So it was like very kind of interesting to get into the psychology of the the thumbnail design. And I've sort of adopted my method, you know, my theme, which when I posted it on YouTube or Twitter, what you, you commented on, I had these four different um, thumbnails that I posted. And Tom, I remember Thomas saying like, he thought one of them would work really well. And it's the one that didn't work really well. Yeah. And I've, everybody who's I've ever talked to has said like, you gotta have a face in it. You gotta, just gotta be a human face, you know, or some kind of face, some kind of emotional reaction, yeah. you know, helps like crazy. And I'm like, I get that, you know, um, it has to be, you know, I know a lot of people are on YouTube go for the epic stuff where it's yeah. like, let's fill a pool full of Orbeez. Let's, you know, it's like really big, grandioso, you know, kind of like fish eyed look. Right. Yeah. And I get why that works because it makes me want to click as well. Um, but human human emotion seems to work very well. And so I've I've always had that because that's been around that that specific advice has been around for a long time yeah so that is that is the standard advice it's probably the advice that i would give generally yeah what i would say is you know when we um i think you watched the the video by veritasium um -hmm. about you know why a video goes viral i published my own podcast in reaction to that i didn't quite agree with everything that he said but i thought it was interesting topic um but what you've got to remember is that kind of advice he's talking about generalist popular YouTube stuff that you'd get on like the homepage and the trending tab. Yes. But what about, you know, how to change a car tire and 
how to fix your hedge trim or whatever it, right. no, whatever right. it might yeah, be. Yeah. That you don't, you know, I've seen it so many times. I've seen cooking channels where it's like how to make a pot roast and there's like the shot the yeah, YouTube the face. Fish. It's like, yeah. why are you shocked? You made the pot roast. <laughs> right, you right. Know, so it, and also that's a different audience. The person that's watching a Mr. Beast video is completely different to, you sure. know, John in Boulder who's cleaning his hot tub <laughs> next week. Right, right. Um, so a lot of the kind of big general advice, you know, the kind of advice in my book and stuff is kind of, you know, if you're aiming, if you're geared towards a populist channel, Mm -hmm. but you know, for example, like a food channel, I would always go for like the food porn. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean that, and uh, what does bone appetite does it where it's a split screen. So one half of the thumbnail is the picture of the food and the other half is the chef who made it. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So so that's kind of what I'm the, the the move I'm going for is like, yeah, I don't want shocked unless it makes sense that it's shocked. Yeah, right. Like, like you don't want you don't mistakes want, or whatever. Or... Yeah, you don't want to choose the wrong emotion for the what type of video it is. I think putting the I so I put less than three words mm-hmm. generally in the newer stuff that I've been doing because and 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 sometimes I choose words that are different from the title. So yeah. the most recent one that I did, which got which did, has been doing really well is it's about now it's has to do with pool chemistry. So it's, that's always a big topic in my industry, but in the thumbnail, I put pH and alkalinity, which is what everyone in the pool industry or, or or the people that they know that that's the problem. And that's really what the video is about, but that's not what's in the title. Yeah. So that's exactly the right strategy. You should never double up your title in text on your thumbnail. It's it's like a waste. Yeah. If you are going to use text in a thumbnail and you don't always have to use text, is like that's your second chance at another headline. So like you can have like on WordPress, you can have the SEO title for the slug and then you have like the, the article title, which is like yeah. the sexy title. So I'd get as, you know, I'd use one to do the SEO title and one to do like the sexy. Yeah. Know, and that, you se- know, and when I say sexy, you know, not as in, you know, I if know you're talking you, about yeah. pool cleaning, it's not that sexy. <laughs> no, some right. would say, but the, 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 the snappier version. The one, right. The one that's going to hook the, the yeah. hook that's going to bring them in. The one like where the, you, you don't need to worry about getting in a long tail term. You, you know, know, the, I've just, just what just came to mind because you brought up WordPress was like, no one thinks about this when it comes to featured images, you know, for, for WordPress sites, like with, with thumbnail design for YouTube, there's a clear motivation for wanting that to work. No one thinks about that for a blog post thumbnail. I used right? to. I used you to. Used to? I, when I used to, I used to always try and get a featured image because this is the days when I would share it on like Google Plus and in all right. these Google Plus communities. So I would always try and get a good featured image. Because now I feel like everybody just like they pick their like you look at Ahrefs or Pat Flynn or any of those people like they're just they're just they have a theme and so they just do the theme and it's like that's just it and there's mm-hmm. no like emotion there's no face there's no uh, there's no, there's nothing that like, uh, okay, no, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean they're just repeating the title of the blog post in yes, the thumbnail. Yes, and I'm yes, like, yes, yeah, totally no agree, one's yeah. thinking about it. Like, Oh dude, it should be like bright. should be popping like people. And cause they're going to see that on Twitter and Facebook still like that shit. It still works. Yeah. Especially when you consider that, when you see that featured image on like, say a tweet on your phone, it's the size yeah. of literally a thumbnail. Right. So you're right. Yeah. And all you see are like, the two different fonts and the colors. 
but right. you're right. You don't see the face like the shock or the no one. No, one, I just think that that would be very useful for the blog world too to be to start thinking yeah, about their and thumbnail it's much, design the way it's much more likely to stop you as you're thumbing through Facebook yeah. or Twitter or whatever it is. And there just, you uh, go. Think, million dollar. I think idea. I might have to, <laughs> dude. I might have to uh, go back through my uh, money lab post and just test it out that'd be fun yeah because you know whenever i'm thumbing through and i see like a podcast image it has got yeah. your image on it so it's much more it's likely the same to make one. you stop yeah yeah so that so i've been really focused on the like uh, you know there's my my i highly contrast my face i make sure to wear a different color than the background so my background and my thumbnails have, have been the background of the actual video which is an orange and then I, my shirt is bright blue. So it's like, and I, and I, and I tweak that in Photoshop to make it even brighter. And I put a high pass filter on myself so that I am more contrasty. My beard's blacker. My eyebrows are blacker. And, and then I put a drop shadow behind me. So I kind of pop off the thing a little bit more. And, and then the, the words are really bold. And I, I feel like when I see my thumbnails compared to everyone else's in my space, and if I start watching, like I'll go into incognito mode and I'll watch other people's videos to see if my videos come up in suggestions, which they do. I'm like, my videos just look better in the thumbnail because yeah, they're so yeah. different. There's such a different, brighter, bigger, bolder thing. And I'm like, this is this has got to be working for me. And yeah. I don't really know if I have that happening yet, but it feels right. Yeah, because even to the point where your competition are likely – experts in their field but probably haven't got the first clue about youtube so right like they're even like their texts are probably not that readable and they're probably just overlaying it over like a photograph yep so there's all different colors in the background i know well, because I have- i'm not a designer and i really really <laughs> struggled when i used to make videos because i had no idea and i was on camera trying to and they look awful right. and i got a little bit better but i'm just yeah. not a design person so if i was to make regular videos i would just pay someone to do it because i'm just yeah. not but well, yeah, I'm just I, trying to to develop the the thematic point of view because I one of the experiments that I'm going to do next is go is do exactly what we're talking about in this episode, which is go back through the Swim University channel, update every thumbnail, you know, with my new with my new template, and change titles, change text. So, like for example, the other thing is, you know, is there any way to increase watch time or make people watch more videos through changing the title description and tags to change watch time. It would be difficult. The only, or, the to, be- or to keep, or at least keep people, you know, doing the wormhole thing. Yeah. So definitely the worm, like to increase suggested a hundred percent to change watch okay. time would be a really hard. Yeah. What I would say is if you have the only way that I can think you would improve it would be to, it probably wouldn't apply to your channel, but to anybody else's channel. If you've got a video where you've made like a big promise and you've not delivered on it. Um, so for example, one channel that I work with, they had a eight minute vlog and like 20 minutes of it, something pretty cool. No, 20 seconds of it, something pretty cool happened, but that was like uh, five minutes in and they built the whole video around that. Like the thumbnail, the right. title, it looked beautiful like super you you there's no way you would not click on it but it really didn't deliver Mm. and so the only way that you would improve your watch time is to make it less interesting from a thumbnail and title point of view but be more honest so you'd probably get less clicks 
but because you're not deceiving the people that are clicking on it, they're going to mm. stick around for longer. Plus they'll give you a like and not a dislike. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So the, the worst thing you can do is like stick some fake cleavage in a thumbnail and, uh, <laughs> right. and, and not have cleavage in it. <laughs> that happens uh, all the time. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, you know, um, let's say for example, people are doing reactions to like, yeah, I don't know, like a UFC knockout. And the sure. thumbnail is like a fist going into a chin and the guy's about to go down. But the whole video is just a guy sitting there talking about it and he never oh, showed. I, so do you know what I mean? Us, so yeah. that's going to totally wreck his audience retention because people are going to click on it and they're going to realize after 10 seconds, this guy's not going to show the footage. Right. So he's got really good click through rate, but they're abandoning like crazy. Mm, so okay. like, you know, imagine you're, you know, the equivalent of a bounce rate on your blog yep. would be through the roof. Mm. Um, so that's so that, one thing. You yeah. Can do. So that's the only way that you would improve watch time. But, um, okay. Yeah. So to, to him really the, the key to dominating that sidebar, which is really the move is the, it's what anyone that's the bread and butter for any real mm-hmm. top channel. Um, and not really something that people talk about that much. They no. just, they just say, I want to rank this video for this term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is a much misunderstood term on YouTube anyway, because the results are so personalized. Um, but really it's about consistency. Uh, I like to call it the three C's. They all happen to be the same word consistency. So consistency of upload. So can you upload at least once a week, every single week for the next five years? Same time. Does it matter? Uh, it helps because people will just build you into their weekly habit. And the more people okay. you can get, you, the more people you can get to watch close to the time of release, the better because yep. it increases momentum, velocity, positive signs to YouTube. I mean, who, same with podcasting, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, consistency of topic. So just be an expert, you know, YouTube loves subject matter experts like you, you've just chosen one topic. You're just going to talk about it. Yep. Um, you know, don't start talking about <laughs> blogging and affiliate marketing and right. your travel vlogs and yep. puppy training. I'm just making this up. <laughs> right. Right. And right. then, um, the third consistency is probably the most overlooked one, which is consistency of metadata. So do you have a system whereby, you're not only trying to optimize each individual video for uh, its best thing. practice. Yeah. You're optimizing your catalog so that there are big chunks of metadata that overlap so that YouTube says, okay, well, um, this video that this viewer is watching now is about um, hot tub, just a little hot tub maintenance. Sure. But the way that you've optimized your other 300 videos about hot tub maintenance, YouTube knows, well, if they like this, they're going to like this other 300 videos. Right. So it's, a, it's basically, and it's taken me a long time to say this, what we're <laughs> act, what you're actually doing is engineering the relationships between your videos. Okay. That is the key. And- engineering relationships between your videos so that YouTube just sends people from one to the next. Um, and it's all white hat. We're not talking about anything, even gray hat. This is all sure. nothing here that would contravene YouTube's terms of service. So for example, I always tell people to have the name of their channel at the end of the title of every one of their videos. Yeah. I always tell people to have a keyword rich 
kind of mini shrunken about section in the description yeah. of every one of their videos. I tell people to have um, upload default tags so they have at least, you know, six, seven tags on every single video that are, that are identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another layer based on the category that are also identical. So for you, it might be all of your hot tub videos have got a level of category tags that are the same and all of your swimming pool ones have got the same and all the ones about algae have got the same. Yeah. Um, and it's all about getting YouTube to say, well, if the viewer likes this one, Matt has made it so obvious that there's another 200 of them. It's easy for me to serve them up next. Okay. That's all right. That's interesting. And that's, um, so I, I've, I haven't done this yet, but, but I've done the, I've done everything you just, you just said, which is I've created upload defaults mainly for, for just pools. I don't have one for hot tub yet. Um, and then I'm adding anything on, like once I have my defaults all in there, then if there's other tags that are very specific to that video, I just yeah. add them on top. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you just can add a 500 di- character as worth of tags. Yeah. And just to make, make it absolutely clear, we never want any two videos to have identical metadata. We want them to have lots that overlap, but we never want it to be two videos to be the same. same because then YouTube just becomes blind to it. It just becomes spam. How do yeah. they know if you're telling the truth? If you've got 500 videos and they've all got exactly the same tags, how does it know which one's about pools and which one's about hot tubs? Yeah. Uh, I okay. see this all the time, even from like big agencies that are getting paid lots of money to run channels, just yeah. horrific mistakes. So yeah, you never want anything to be a hundred percent identical. So, so what I've done is I've been focusing mainly on a description. So in the, in the description, I'm adding a one to two sentence actual description of that video. Right. That is the first two things that I have, which is what you see. I used to have it where I want it because like there's a fold, right? Because you have to show more, show less. Yeah. And so I always thought, well, I want my link to my book to show first. But like, I think YouTube's like, no, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, again, it's um, you want that keyword rich section to be at the top. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so that is the move there for the SEO perspective, but also, as you say, it's above the fold. So in like the search results, they're going to see that, and they're going to be able to quickly evaluate whether your video is going to answer their question. Ah. And if they just see a link to your book, they one, they're not getting right. an answer, and two, they probably think, "Well, he's just going to try and sell me his book." So right, and so that the, sa- the same exact principle works with descriptions in blog posts. It's the same yeah. thing. Like you're, yeah. the reason they're there is to get people to click in the search engine results. Right. Yeah. It's like. Your first, you have your title and then like your description better sell them to click that title. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then the next part I have is like um, a link to the long form written version of the, of the video. I have a link to our website. I have a link, you know, with some, you know, uh, with some words prior to it. It's not just the link. It's like, Hey, check out our website, go yeah. visit, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then I have a section where it's like products we use in this video. And this is, a question that I have that you probably know the answer. Can you add Amazon? Everyone does it. And so I'm Every, assuming it there. It's cool. Everyone does it, but it was one of the notes that I made on my list of points to talk to you about is that you don't have any disclaimers there. Ah, so I would have at least a line that says, these are affiliate links. I will make, I will make some money if you buy through this, but it will be of no cost to you. Blah, blah, Should blah. I, 
uh, should I not even put him on there or should I put him on there? I'd put him on there. I'd put a disclaimer on there. As I okay. say, if YouTube wanted to shut you down, they're going to shut you down. They'll find a way. The well, I'm worried is- about... I'm worried more about Amazon. Well, this is what I was going to say. You're more of an Amazon expert than me. Yeah. Uh, and I think a couple of prominent YouTubers have had their associates account terminated for not having the correct language. Mm. Um, so I would look at your Amazon terms of service as well and see what, because I think technically you're meant to put this whole spiel every time you have their links. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I know, I know what the, sh- yeah, the spiel is. I just have to, I actually didn't even look, I didn't really look into it prior to adding it because I was just like, well, I got to get this done and let me just see if it works. But um, I was more concerned that like it's against Amazon's terms of service and not necessarily YouTube's because I saw like Peter McKinnon put shit on there, but I don't think he puts a disclaimer. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't worry about what anyone else does. I would. Oh, well, well, sure. Yeah. Because they could get taken down tomorrow. I sure. would I would just do whatever you're comfortable with in terms of like do you think you've got it covered? And I think it's only gonna get clamped down on more in the future. Not Amazon specifically, but general, you know, people right. making money from YouTube and not this and not uh disclosing that they're making money out of it and stuff. So is there any um do you think there's any thought process of like adding like external links into descriptions? Like is like YouTube like not doesn't want that? Um, so I used to advocate putting external links on because, you know, just like, so all of the fundamentals that I've used on YouTube, I learned from Google SEO yeah, way back in the day. And it's yeah. the same as you'd say, you put high relevant authority links going outwards. Yeah. Um, so I used to really advocate that less uh-huh. so now. Okay. Um, so I don't think we need as many. No. Yeah. So I would advocate more having links to other playlists and videos on YouTube. So I think, um, yeah. So I, I, the, the, one of the other sections I have is like, we have talked about the book and I give a discount code, but I also talk about, um, I, I, instead of like doing, and I think I'm going to do this and this might, you know, save me a ton of, um, work is instead of adding each individual affiliate link, you know, using an Amazon associate or using an Amazon link, I was actually going to go through and add, just one line that's like hey go visit our post that has all our favorite you know things yeah like like like, it, like what peter mckinnon should do is like here's a post on peter mckinnon.com or whatever to my favorite gear that yeah. way it can be updated at any time it's in one spot it's not you don't have to spread across like thousands of videos so i think i'm gonna i have that there already but i think i'm gonna do that as opposed to adding the you know the disclaimer in each individual affiliate link because it that just adds time for me to upload each time because yeah. right? I have to add that in like, all right, well, hold on. What do we talk about in this video? Let me add those affiliate links in. It's a pain in my ass. So yes. And also if you can send them to like a resource page on yeah. your website, then you can use, I'm assuming uh, lasso to redirect them to their local Amazon store. Whereas on YouTube at the moment, you're just right. sending them to us. So when I right. was making videos, I used to use a uh, genius to send people yeah. to their local Amazon store. So you might be missing out on a bit of revenue there from people right. from the UK and Germany or whatever. All right. That's all right. Good to know. Cause I'm going to definitely do that. So then on top of that, I'm doing, yeah, just like the, I have the about the keyword rich about, which I spent some time on to figure that out, you know, to get that really tight. It's a mm-hmm. really tight paragraph, like just packed with all the, you know, big keywords that I want to rank for. And then at the bottom, I add three hashtags. 
and I only do three because it only shows three, right? Yeah. So um, I think you can you put think, up to like fifteen or something like that. But, but in but in it only shows the yeah, it only show three. Yeah. So am I? It, it, what's the deal with the hashtags in the description? How do you feel about those? Do you think they're kind of overkill? I I've never used them really. I don't yeah. know how many people ever click on those hashtags. No, right. I've Where are they? Ne- where do they go? I've never actually clicked on one. Do they they actually, go to, it basically goes to like, yeah, they're clickable. So it goes to like a search page equivalent for everything. Just like if you clicked a hashtag on Twitter or something like that. So you really, so in reality, what you should do there is create a very unique hash, just one very unique hashtag that would lead them to more of your videos, right? Yeah. Technically, otherwise, but could, I don't know if, if, it, yeah. Yeah, you, so you could so do you like. You don't even bother with it. You could do hashtag swim you. No, I've never bothered on any of the channels that I've worked, unless it was actually about like a trending topic. Let's say, like, I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's just say there's a tweet storm going on for some some reason, <laughs> you know. What, uh, yeah, like. If Trump said something funny. I don't, whatever sure. It is. Got it. But I don't know how many, especially in your audience, I don't know really how, how many people are clicking on those hashtags. I'm not sure how well they work on mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. And even then, like your audience, they're not going to even probably know that they're clickable. So I wouldn't worry and too it, much. And it, okay, and it doesn't help with that. You're in, in your, you haven't seen it there, like a real impact. No, not really. But okay. I would say it probably doesn't hurt. Okay. So what? Yeah. So, so yeah. I, yeah, I so, doubt. But the, it, but the practice there, do you think, would be to create your own unique stuff or to lump it in with? Like so, I if I have hashtag pool maintenance, other people can actually use that and would use that, and so. If they do click that, they would see other people's things. But if I had, you know, hashtag swim university or hashtag uh, pool swim university or pool university, maybe, I don't know, they would only go and see my videos that were tagged with that. Yeah. And, but also, I'm not sure if you can just like make one up. Right. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if there's like some kind of threshold that YouTube would use to say, you know, yeah. it has to have, there needs to be at least a hundred videos using this hashtag for it to be. For it to work. Yeah, because it, it's not automatic. There is some kind of hashtag mm. algorithm that chooses oh, which videos qualify for that to be clickable it, it or not. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like that practice is more for the people who are doing news and trendy. Yeah, things. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you're talking right, about like sports know. news or politics or music yeah. or fashion, maybe. All right. I and don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt you, but I wouldn't put too much effort. effort. Into it. Okay. So, um, and then the final part of that is the title. So, like, making sure that the title is just. What are you looking? What's the move there? Is the it's keyword? It, do you do you do you see anything in the um the idea of like all capsing a certain word or two words within a um so yeah so anything like all caps in so they've youtube have said categorically do not all caps the entire title because that yes. will they will see you as spam mm-hmm. um i have used the all caps uh and i've you know occasionally used the epic and the like yeah. gross um right. i think you need to use them like sparingly, sparingly. because um you think about the subscriber, they just become blind to it. Got it. Um, if everything's like epic pool cleaning tutorial. <laughs> right, right. Um, no one's going to. Like yeah. you, yeah, you know, you won't believe this gross pool algae. You know, people right. are going to just say, oh, this guy's getting on my tits. So, right, um, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 it does work. It definitely does work. Um, yeah. But, but you have to use it sparingly and, you know, 
editorially it needs to be justifiable as well you know yeah i usually just i usually capitalize the word pool just so it's like that's has to do with pools yeah it makes sense i don't yeah again i don't but, think but not like, important yeah so i don't think youtube are going to see it as spam it might help with a click-through rate got it um so if it just makes it pop a bit more same with like emojis and stuff yeah depends on your audience those. yeah it depends yeah. on your audience but again it's it's got no seo value but it if it helps to click through rate this is a, this is another thing that's really important to think about you know we've talked about click through rate earlier and we're talking about thumbnails but mm-hmm. title is a massive part of that click through equation as well yeah um, i know you've said that you know you're a, you're a designer you're a visual person so you might be drawn to that but there are yeah. other people that would be more drawn to the title yeah um rather than the thumbnail so that's so my uh approach for for thumbnail sorry for titles is always um the front part of the title is for humans and the end part is for the machine basically for the algorithm Got it. um so that's why i always put the uh like the name of my channel in the in the end of the title because even human- if you can't see it yeah right? Cause humans don't need to see it. It's not for right. humans. It's for, it. it's just part of that extra little bit of work we're doing to engineer those relationships. So yeah, front loaded with, uh, key terms. And also obviously, you know, you want it to be as quote unquote sexy as possible. Right. What sexy means in your niche will vary. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. 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 So, so what I want to do essentially with this information and the information that I've gathered from your course is to go back and I don't have a lot of videos. Uh, I only have, I think 70 videos total on my channel. So it's pretty, it's pretty small. Um, But I want to spend like, do what, you know, you and your mate did about like going back through a thousand, I don't have a thousand videos, but going back through a thousand videos and optimize them all in like kind of a short period of time and then just measure. So I have an experiment that I'm working on at money lab where I'm going to, do that in like a week or maybe in a few days is go back through with the information that I've learned, go back through. And then my last question for that specific thing is what do you, what KPIs should I look at to see improvement? Should I, you know, like if I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and change all the titles, all the descriptions, all the tags, all the thumbnails. And that's, that, that that's pretty much it yeah so when i'm looking at optimizing old videos obviously click-through rate is going to change okay. um but make sure you're comparing it to like the previous seven days and not mine's a little tough because it's seasonal right so i have ebbs yeah. and flows in my data so i tend to look at previous year during that time okay as long as it's you know, if you're not comparing like a the first month of a video with like the sixth month of a video, because as I say, right, the, when a video first goes out, it's shown to a whole different set of people. So you want to kind of like, let's say you always compare like the sixth week to the sixth week or something as yeah. close as you can get to that if it makes sense with the seasons and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the click through rate shouldn't really change on season, should it really? Shouldn't no, because Shouldn't. if they need it, if they've searched they for it, it yeah. but they might not have searched for it. They might have just randomly been shown it, which is yeah. Why anything think- that has percentages are usually is like I can that that I can measure pretty yeah. accurately. It's like uh, when it's total numbers, it's where it gets a little wonky. 
Yeah, so when I'm optimizing old videos, the main KPI that I'm looking to improve is the number of views from suggested. Yeah, okay. as a, as a traffic okay. source. Okay, that's um, perfect. So really, that's what I'm always looking to, uh, and that probably would also in now include, you know, a, maybe a slight improvement from um, browse features as well, because as people start to watch more of your videos, they're going to get sure. suggested on the the home screen. But really suggested is like the bread okay. and butter i would say um All right. yeah you again yours is a bit of a, a strange case because you're getting so much from embeds but if you can grow the percentage of those suggested views without you know if if there's overall growth and growth within suggested that's a good sign yeah all right then that's what i'm going to look at because i think one i would love to do a testimonial for you guys to say like hey i i fucking actually did it here it is here's the hardcore numbers at the blog post to point to and it's like, oh, it's all because of our system. So it's like, I, you know, I want to do that. And I obviously it's going to help me, it'll help you. And that's sort of the plan. Yeah. And so. it may it, even just, you know, even if you didn't do the whole hog of the whole system, if you think about it, you know, just making sure you've got legible text on a thumbnail. Right. It's, yeah, it's, right. It, it, it's probably huge. It's going to have a massive difference, especially, you know, if you've got a slightly older audience, worse right. eyesight, you know. Exactly. Yeah, there's the things I have to think about. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think even just, you know, the minimum and, you yeah. know, going back and placing some end cards in where there's no end cards. Right. Or where there used to be annotations and now there's not. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, same with like, yeah. So the, all of those things, those are, I forgot to mention those, but yeah, those are things that I'm going to be doing for this experiment. So we'll see. Yeah. And like you could, uh, you could optimize your ad placement to see if you can increase yeah. your revenue. Yeah. True. Up to you. Up to you. Do, do I want it? Do, and I, I want skippable ads, or I want to. Uh, I would include, include everything, include the whole game. Because the okay, skippable yeah. ads now are only like a maximum. The unskippable ones are only a maximum of fifteen seconds anyway. Okay. So, uh, cool. the, I've got one more tip for you before I go. Please, yeah, that's great. Don't swear. Don't swear on the videos, even if you bleep it. Really, they are clever enough to know that you are swearing. They're clever enough to know a bleep is. So either dip it to silent or don't swear because even though it's part of your personality and I appreciate that. Yeah. They will limit the reach of the video. Wow. Okay. Because it's age restricted content and stuff, which is probably not a bad necessarily a game changer for you because you don't have kids watching it. But I would always just err on the side of caution. Shit. All right. Good shit. <laughs> he just swore. Um, he just swore. Yeah, dude, I know. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else that we should say before we wrap up? I we yeah, I think we've probably gone through a lot <laughs> of stuff. Um, I would just say, like, if you're if you're used to SEO from a a WordPress point of view, just try yeah. and use as much of that same common sense logic. Right. How do how do I keep the platform happy? What does the platform want? As yep. well as keeping audience is happy viewers yeah so what i will what i haven't said at any point here is that seo is great it's really powerful most people underuse it most people underrate it but it is not a cure for shit videos <laughs> right right so you like important. same as same as google you can optimize you can get backlinks to poor content but if it's you know if it's trash you know there might be going to be some people that get it to rank but long term you still need to make good, good videos. Good that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate tip for increasing your watch time is make good videos. 
which is go. not it's not actionable but it hey it's, it's the cold hard truth it is and that's a good place to end so tom thank you so much for coming on appreciate it pleasure and we will talk more for sure but uh going forward i want to thank eric lima or lima for sending in my new middle name the hammer and i also want to thank tom again for joining me on this episode of money lab tom where can folks find you on the internet yeah so uh me and my partner chris have actually sent up a set up a unique page for you guys so if you go to uh, vidpro.com forward slash money lab uh you'll be able to get uh actually one of our f- courses entirely for free um Whoa. so it's our kind of introduction course which is called how to make videos that actually get watched um and it takes you through some of this uh the broader stuff so if you're just getting started it's a really good place to start dude thank you pleasure appreciate that yeah uh again what is it uh vidpro.com forward slash money lab perfect it doesn't exist as we speak but it will exist hopefully yes yes understood (laughs) so uh perfect and of course you can always head to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and the upcoming one about uh, the YouTube experiment, the YouTube optimization experiment is what it'll be called. It should be out pretty soon, probably by the time you hear this, and uh, it'll be great. So email me, Matt, at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of the show. And of course, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please, for the love of God, leave a review apparently that helps us out so much and if you're listening this far please please do that okay that's it thanks for listening bye bye please tell your friends about this show 